0: There, I'm Kimberly Hayes Day
1: And I'm Amanda Day. And you're, and you're listening, listening to season
0: two of the Fundraising Heyday Podcast.
1: Kimberly and I are a dynamic duo bringing you insight and knowledge into the ever evolving world of grants, mm-hmm. development, and even fundraising. Yep. Now, full disclosure, we're Southern. Shocking. You may hear it, y'all.
0: It, it happens. happens. This podcast is brought to you by season two sponsor, D.H. Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. Don't let grants stress you out. Their team can help you with grant readiness and training, grant research, grant writing, and grant mock review. Visit their website, www.dhleonardconsulting.com, to learn more.
1: So, today we are discussing OIG audits. What? Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so these are the folks that audit federally funded grants. And in case you are wondering out there in
0: podcast land, OIG does not stand for Original Inspection Gangsta. Okay, now I'm so going to start calling you Kim and M. Please please <laughs> don't ever call me Kim and M. But here's the trick. If I'm saying this, you know it's no longer cool. It's official, everyone. <laughs> Original Gangsta is over because I am saying it. But but really That's not what OIG stands for in the context of today's podcast. It's Office of the Inspector General. Basically... Individuals may worry about the IRS when it comes to their money and taxes, but in the same way, grant seekers would prefer to avoid
1: visits by the OIG. I-G. Yep, you're absolutely right, my friend. Um, and just like Kimberly and I are ha- here sharing on this podcast about our good experiences so that you can learn from us, mm-hmm. there are times that we also have not so pleasant experience that are also worth sharing as well. Because they're learning opportunities. They really are. So. And we have... No shame. do that. We can always say, well, a friend, but, you know, nah. I'll, I'll put it on this one. This was one I experienced firsthand. So, um, and it did certainly involve the Office of the Inspector General. It happened many years ago. And for De-li-dee, the longest de-li-de, de-li-de, time, oh, yeah, back in time. Here we go. <laughs> um For the longest time, I didn't speak of this to anybody, mostly because it was kind of embarrassing. You know, most people aren't out there bragging about, OIG came to visit my office today, you know. Um, But as I was um, starting to move into the training world um, and going over all the stuff I needed to cover, when I got to this part about audits Mm -hmm. and I was trying to figure out, okay, what story can I tell here? I'm like, oh. I've been through probably one of the worst audits ever. Um, this is such a learning opportunity. How can I not share it? Especially because everything ended up okay at the end. So I felt comfortable because of that. So um, I've started sharing this story a little more in some places. And um, so that means we're going to talk about it today on the podcast, because right? Because
0: sharing is caring. It really is. And also Amanda did not go to jail, which could be an outcome of a poor outcome this of an OIG visit. This is true. So let me just give y'all a little bit of background on OIG. The Inspector General Act of 1978 was passed after Watergate. And kids, if you don't know what Watergate is, it was this huge government scandal that brought down the federal government and caused a president to resign. And look it up. It was a crazy, crazy time. And the reason why the Inspector General Act came about was it was a way of ensuring integrity and accountability in the executive branch. The law created independent and objective organizations to conduct and supervise audits and investigations in relation to agency programs and
1: operations. This is true. So we've got generally the OIG, and then each federal department kind of has their own arm of the Office of the Inspector General, um, to kind of put it simply, right? So there are about 450 special
0: agents, auditors, inspectors, attorneys, and support staff whose mission is to detect and deter waste, fraud, abuse, and misconduct in the in DOJ programs and personnel and to promote economy and efficiency in
1: department operations. Yeah. And if you don't know, DOJ stands for the Department of Justice, and we're specifically talking about their OIG office because that was the grant funding came from DOJ that we're talking about today.
0: DOJ doesn't stand for doing our jelly. <laughs> you... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't even know why I said that. Let's just keep going. Kim and M. I'm telling you a new name. I'm out of control. Too much. Too much iced tea today. Yes. Iced tea. <laughs> so the DOJ, which now means Department of Justice, and not doing our jelly. I don't even know where that came from. But let's move on. The DOJ, Department of Justice, awards billions of dollars in grants and cooperative agreements funding each year primarily from the Office of Justice Programs, the Office of Community-Oriented Policing Services or COPS, and the Office of Violence Against Women. The DOJ-OIG conducts audits of these awards to ensure award recipients are complying with applicable statutes and are accomplishing the goals of the
1: awards. Very true. So now that we know who the Department of Justice OIG is, let's talk about how they ended up visiting my place of business. Mm, okay. Do tell, I've got my tea. So, let's go. So we're another kind of again going back in time, many a year prior to me working at this organization um, things you know a police officer was you know told hey we could use some more officers go find funding Um, so through the community oriented policing services or that COPS grant Mm -hmm. um, he applied for several different grant awards and through five grant funding opportunities was awarded $1,248,305 to hire additional police officers and so this came through Um, like I said, five different grant programs. One of them was the funding of accelerated, funding accelerated for small towns or FAST. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they got four grants through the Universal Hiring Program or UHP. Okay. So over four years, they were going to be able to hire 18 additional police officers. Yeah. So not bad for a town that at the time, probably I'd say had around 50 officers. Sure. Um, So this is going to significantly increase that and allow them rather than just doing simple patrol, but to start building some community community relations Mm -hmm. to help cut down on crime and other things. So it really is a great, great program. Okay. And so what happened was this officer who wrote the grant probably did a fairly good job of managing things at the beginning because he knew, he knew what he wrote. He knew what the rules were. He read those things. He did such a good job that the police chief took notice of this young man and thought, you know what? He's doing so great. Let's promote him. Okay. So he gets promoted. But grants doesn't come with him because he's got all these new stuff, right? So not only did he not continue the grants, but suddenly they kind of forgot about the grant. Oh, that's not good. And so, in the cops program, both of the uh, all the awards have monthly financial and kind of narrative monitoring reports that you have to do every every month month. and they're very detailed about how much money you're spending how many people have you hired what are you paying them all these good things right so months go by nobody's doing these reports and so somebody your grant funder probably called and was like hey did y'all forget about us Mm. and so there's a scramble and suddenly i'm sure the police chief looked around and was like uh uh hey you officer smith congrats you're my new grants person woohoo so now you've got Mm. this person that you know has no grant training whatsoever just gets plopped in the middle of this program that's kind of ongoing it's behind schedule because things aren't being managed and it's complicated it is and so i'm sure whoever it was did a halfway decent job based on the support they got but you know reports are late or not submitted and they're just it kind of turned into a bit of a hot mess and
0: you know i am a decent grant manager and an excellent content creator and grant writer but you would not want to send me out on patrol exactly i mean you could (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and maybe one day we will, but not the best. I think that this this, this person example. got other, du- other duties
1: as a sign. Yes, and no help. And so that person actually ended up... Leaving like found another like hey I'm, I can I'm out I'm out There's plenty of <laughs> other police departments I can work for peace out so they left and again months go by no management until they realize oh shoot we've got this grant so they suddenly it's hey Officer Kimberly congrats you're my new grants oh, person officer, that should strike care yes. in all y'all's hearts <laughs> and so and that officer was like you know what I'm retiring in four months whatever so it just you can kind of imagine Ooh. it just really was this hot mess of things okay so we got to the point where finally. The funder was like, you know what? We're checking you out. We're coming to visit. OIG, you need to go check out this city. So they did. Um, and so they came and they audited because, you know... But were you there? I, I'm still not there Oh, at this she's point. still not there, y'all. So, yeah, so... Help is on this, the way. Maybe I feel comfortable telling the story because it wasn't my fault. Um <laughs> So that's a good story. Yes. So anyway, they show up, they audit, and there were seven findings. And, and so, so explain what findings are. Findings basically mean you've broken some rule or regulation that you're supposed to follow. So you've you've done something like bad. you've been found out. Yes. So you've been found guilty. They think of you know. Naughty. And so, what those findings were. So. They were requested to pay back. They said, you've paid through the FAST grant. You've paid somebody too much. You paid them an extra $432. You're going to need to remedy that. I would also like to go on record as
0: saying, it's too bad they did that, but it could have been 40000 or $4 million, So let's just oh, focus this on This is th-
1: true, but we are just getting started. Oh, y'all, it gets better or worse, depending on yes. how you look at it. So also for the FAST grant, they wanted us to de-obligate $12,666. So de-obligate. That means we haven't spent that money yet, but it's through <laughs> yeah. our grant award, it's allowed to us. So they're basically just saying, you should just give back the rest of the money because, because you're, you've done you're such a bad do, job. Yeah. You're probably not going to do a good job. So just return the rest of the grant. It's just
0: like on cops shows when they have to hand in their badge and they're gone? Kind okay, of. Okay. I mean, for a grant person, that's, that's bad. That's, yeah,
1: that yeah. Paying back money yeah. is oh, painful. I never oh. want to give that money back. No Ever. Um, so that was for the FAST grant. So that mm-hmm. was two findings for that. There were three findings that centered around that universal hiring program. And remember, there were four awards right, through that. Right, Some more right. money. So they were saying there was about $65,000 in excessive salaries. Okay. So they're saying fix that. So did this mean that
0: people were actually overpaid and taking home more money in their pockets that they should
1: have? So with these grants, you're allowed to hire police officers, but there's a cap on the amount you're allowed to pay them through the grant. So we could have, let's, let's just say to make numbers simple, let's say that the <laughs> grants talking to me. Well, and I'm making it up as I go too. So let's just say um, we're allowed to hire a police officer for $30,000, right. but we decide we want to pay that officer 40000 We can do that, but the grant's only going to pay for 30000 anything additional should come out of our city funding. So that government, yeah, the city pays the difference. Yes. Okay. So, but we were using the grant to pay more than the grant allowed. Is what they were, that they're saying. Those were the findings. And remember, findings, this is just what they think. So Mm. there's, the story continues because there's, Uh, you know, there's things you can do. Mm, Um, mm. So there was also, there was about $530,000 left on the UHP grants. Mm. They wanted us to de-obligate that Mm. money. Mm. Giving it back, y'all. And then the last two findings had to do with reporting. They said, you need (laughs) to start submitting timely and accurate monitoring reports and you need to submit timely and accurate financial reports. What a surprise said no one Shukar, ever. I know. Mm. So, so this is what happens. So OIG comes in, here's their findings. They they submit it to the city. So the city starts looking around going, okay, what can we do to fix these? Because again, this is just what the OIG says. They do give you time and assistance in fixing these issues. So if we can fix them and close them out, basically one way or the other, mm-hmm. then Ultimately, there's not going to be other consequences. So that's the goal is to be able to close out all of these findings one by one. So meanwhile, young Amanda was searching for a career move. Yes. Actually, not even me. I was happy where I was working, but my husband was looking for a new job and he's the one who saw the posting. And how that even came about was the city was like, okay, the whole timely and accurate reporting. Mm -hmm. Clearly, we need somebody who's trained. Hey, what if we create a grant position and we have someone who knows what they're doing in the OIG said, you know what? Yes. If you create a position, put together a job description, we approve, hire somebody, then yes, we're going to close out those two findings for you. So they do, they create the position, they advertise it. My husband notices it in the paper because he's looking and he's like, Hey, this is a good place to work, which ended up being a great place to work. But, you know, so anyway, so I ended up getting called, I go to the interview, there is no mention of this And you wouldn't think
0: to ask, hey, are y'all under some sort of federal investigation from the OIG that I should know? Oh, now now now. I do. (laughs) But yeah,
1: I wouldn't at that point in my career would never even cross my mind. So not discussed at all. I end up getting hired. It's the first day on the job. I know I show up and I'm fairly young at this point, too. But anyway, I show up on the job. You know, you go through all the HR stuff you have to go through and then I get a tour of the facility. And then, you know, the mayor and the finance director and city manager and a couple of the department heads take me to lunch and this How whole nice. time. it really, really And they really are lovely people. Let me stress that. Um, so anyway, I finally get to my office after lunch and I'm sitting down thinking, okay, where do I begin? Because they re- basically were like, we're turning your lease. We need you to put some things in place. Go for it. Right? So- I'm sitting there mulling things over, and also just you know the first day on any job is hard, and you're starting like everybody's nice, but did I do the right thing? And I'm kind of in that little bit everybody's of everybody's on their of like, best behavior. What am I doing? Yeah. yeah, all of a sudden these people start walking into my office, dropping boxes at my feet, literally, and they weren't boxes filled with gifts or no. potato chips or anything. <laughs> Lots of paperwork, oh. and so I was like, oh hi, who are you? What do you do? <laughs> like, oh, what's up? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> hi, yes, um, and they basically were like, hey, we're from finance. There was this audit. We're so glad you're here. Um, there's still issues. Um, happy reading. Okay. And they Girl. leave. Yeah. And to be fair, they did redeem themselves later. They gave me lots of help. So, but still it was kind of like, wow, that's a great welcome. So I find the audit. I read. I figure out what's going on. Okay. So they fixed two of the seven. So now they're basically saying you're the grant person. Fix these other five. Okay. okay. So.
0: And the two of the seven that they fixed
1: were. The submitting of the timely reports. Okay. Both the monitoring and the financial ones. So they've, right. they've, they've dealt with this because they've hired me. So. You know, that's the solution. Oh, so they did their job. They did, they did their job. They figured out a way to make sure we do my, reporting like we're supposed to. We have someone who knows what they're doing now. Okay. okay. So um, – now so I get to tackle the rest uh, of this stuff and the thing and it's important to know about when you're working on an audit first of all even though yes they've hired the grant person and I'm here this is not a solo job no. Okay. I needed help from my finance coworkers, which they willingly gave um, you need support from your boss and from your board because you're going to have to make some major decisions when you start talking about giving lots of money back I mm-hmm. can't just say sure let's get money back I need permission mm-hmm. to do that so they need to have an understanding um, and in addition to to that um, the Office of the Inspector General they give you a liaison to work with,
0: but now, so they didn't actually show up when you were there correct oh that's good because don't yes. they show up and they're
1: it's it, not a it's not a kumbaya moment no i'm sure i can't even imagine what that was like so yeah, yeah so okay. i've i've arrived after all they've showed up they've got their report city's already working with them to start doing corrective action so for you miss findings. the guys with with guns that wanted to <laughs> look at files
0: and i'm sorry yes. there could be women as well i'm just you know Absolutely. i'm saying the people with guns yes. they
1: show up yeah you miss that um so anyway so uh, OIG liaison, um, they will give, they'll assign you a person whose job it is to kind of help you navigate. Mm -hmm. And they really, in my experience, you know, beyond helpful. Because they want you to do well, right? They want this money
0: to go for a good cause. They want to get more officers on the streets or more nurses
1: or more schools built or whatever the federal grant is about. Exactly. And I will tell you, it was um, kind of funny, but also quite fabulous. The gentleman that was assigned to me, he sounded exactly like Barry White like oh. legit. So I I quite liked talking to him on the phone oh. as he was doling like, out advice. We're going to resolve this. <laughs> We're going to resolve it together. Something like yeah. that. all so, right. Um, so his help... <laughs> Barry, his, Barry yes. White
0: fans don't at me. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> but his suggestion was, okay, you want to show progress so let's tackle one thing at a time. Let's start with the easiest. Nice. You, can, you know, you kind of sure. get those just like your to-do list. Like let's knock out get the in easy some things. some momentum. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, sure enough. So remember, two of the findings had to do with de-obligating or returning the, that money. The money. So it was like 12000 some odd dollars and like 530000 yeah. I think. Something crazy <laughs> like That's that. That's a lot, yeah. Um, that was an easy decision. Yeah, we're we're done with this grant because it's such a hot mess. We aren't even going to touch it anymore. So yes. Giving the so money back. I go, I get permission from the powers that be in my city. Everybody agrees. And so we do. We just had to send a letter basically saying, yes, we'll, we're returning this money. We're allowed. Of course, it, it had never come to us because we hadn't sought reimbursement. Right. So it wasn't like we had to cut a check. We just had to say, remaining money that's on the table for us. We give it back to you, DOJ. Do what you want with it.
0: So if you're not familiar how federal grants work, you... Yes are perform you're doing the hiring you're performing the programs you're holding whatever it is or building the buildings yes and then either on a monthly or quarterly basis depending on the complexity of the program you're sub- basically you're submitting for reimbursement just like yes. if you took a business trip and you were turning in your receipts of course these receipts are really big mm-hmm. and are, there's a lot but that's the same idea so they didn't have to cut a check for over half a million dollars
1: they just had to say we're never going to ask you for this money because mistakes were made exactly so that's how that works all right um, so that was easy. So two of those knocked out. Okay. So then, um, if you remember the very first finding was returning that $432. Oh man, just that, stroke that check and move on. You know, that's what I, I went and spoke to the finance accountant that I was working with. And we both quickly said, even if it wasn't an overpayment, even if we did it correctly, the amount of time it would take oh. us to figure that out yeah. would cost more than $432. So that was a very simple cut the check, pay it back. So by paying it back, we closed down that finding. All right. So now we're, if you're keeping track, we've closed out five things already. So this is we're we're making good progress. Moving on. Then I decided to tackle supplanting, and if you may have uh, remember, I think in a season one episode we may have mentioned supplanting, and this is only has to do with federal government grants. Okay. It basically says you cannot use federal dollars to pay for things that you are legally obligated to pay for or that you already have in your budget, okay? So for this particular grant, what they were saying was, let's say I think we had around 50 officers that were within like we paid for out Mm -hmm. of city funds, okay? So when we got the grant for an additional 16 officers, we now should have 66 officers on staff, if I did my math right. What we shouldn't do is go, hey, great, the grant will pay for six. So now we're just going to keep 50. And instead of us paying for 16, we're only going to pay for 34. Is that right? And the grant will pay for 16. We still have 50. And then all that money we save, we're going to hire firefighters and park and rec people. And that's a no-no. Okay. So basically that's what they were accusing us of is not that we were using grant money to pay for officers. We should have been paying for out of our own pocket. Could I simplify this? Because afternoon math. So let's say that this
0: city had 100 officers Mm -hmm. and they got funding to hire an additional Ten, it's not like they could just sort of let go ten officers and hire ten and get back up to hundred. Correct. And your perfect world setting aside turnover and everything else, you would really need to prove that you had 110 officers, exactly. not just 100. So exactly. just breaking that down because yep.
1: afternoon math, just yeah. yep, go ahead. And so my first thing was, I'm trying to figure out why they thought we supplanted. Mm. So I worked with finance and HR, and we went together, created a spreadsheet that showed month by month, how many budgeted positions we had for the city, how many were filled, mm-hmm. how many budgeted grant positions, how many were filled. And when you looked at that over the course of two or three years, it was very easy to see that the grant grant positions, we kind of kept filled. So there was always, if we had 16, which we didn't, I think the most they ended up hiring through the grant was about 8. Okay. But let's just say all of those were always filled. Every month we had 8 openings and they were 8 of them were filled through the grants. So the grant's paying for that constantly. But if you looked on the city-funded side, it was like one month, and I'm just going to run through some numbers from month to month. It was like we had 50, 50, 48, 48, 47, 50, 50, 42, 42, 43, 45, 49, 45, 45... So basically it was turnover. Okay. and you're sounding a little bit like an auctioneer, and I like exactly. it. like no. that. Keep but going. it was just so as you look through the math, it was very plain. Just by looking at that, I'm like, oh, turnover. we weren't supplanting. No, it was just, just turnover. we'd get the, all the positions filled. People would leave But because we're in Metro Atlanta. Okay, so every, you imagine every city, every county, every K twelve school systems have officers, universities have officers. You it can, can be work like at the airports. So even though you know there's constantly other places for people to go to be closer to home to get a, a little bit of a raise. So uh-huh. it just turned was an issue and so i was like Ah, i solved the problem that was easy supplanting did not happen it was just turnover so i handed my handy dandy spreadsheet to my barry white oig guy um, and told him i'm like problem solved turnover and he was like i see where you're coming from and this spreadsheet's great but he's like you still have to be able to prove that you were doing everything in your power to keep these positions filled So I had to go back again to HR, and we looked through years worth of old boxes, Um, and we're talking like the '90s too. So like this is we're going through some. So I'm not looking for emails. I'm looking for you were on a quest memos, newspaper advertisements council city meetings. So anytime the police chief sent something out that talked about turnover as an issue, anytime we advertised that there were openings, anytime we advertised for police training opportunity, all that kind of stuff, right? So it took us about a year. I mm-hmm. found all this documentation. Then I did a lovely narrative write-up, just kind of like a grant with all my attachments showing everything. I sent it over to my buddy Barry White. Barry would tweak things and say, oh, this is good, but don't say this because it could open up another can of worms. So a little bit of back and forth. We finally get it packaged where we think this is it. We submit it to OIG. And praise the Lord, they agreed. Ah! Turnover. Okay, so I did not have to pay back that massive amount, which was $167,000. That's so a lot I saved to pay back. That, right? So now the last thing to close out was um, that the ex- excessive salaries of $65,000. Mm-hmm. Okay? The accountants really helped with this, putting together spreadsheets of what we actually paid officers mm-hmm. versus what was allowed by the grant. And lo and behold... Yeah, we did the thing they said we did. (gasps) Dang it. Yeah. And there really was no way. It was one of those things we thought anything we tried to do was probably going to just prove their case even more, you know? Okay. So we kind of basically had to suck it up and say, they're right. We, we paid too much and we shouldn't have. So um, you actually had to cut We a had check to cut a or check or transfer those funds. Yes. And I will tell you, they will work with you. Uh, I mean, I know payment plans can happen, Yeah, yeah. Um, but I will tell you, it was the very end. Our fiscal year started July 1st. It was like end of May, beginning of June when we realized mm-hmm. this. And I had to go to mayor and council and let them know what was going on, which was a little, a little nerve wracking. But also things that happened before they hired. You, I would like to respectfully exactly. point that oh, out. Oh, I pointed out, I'm like, my friends, I was in high school when this happens. Y'all. So I didn't even live in the state. No, but um, whether you believe in luck or karma or divine intervention, we had that much money left over in the police overtime budget that year that was not going to be used, Whoa. which never happens. Wow. Ever. Wow. So we were able to cut one a check final swoop that closed out our final thing And we were good to go then. So Mm -hmm. everything was fine. And we, throughout this whole process, because we continued to stay in communication with our OIG liaison, because we were constantly working, closing, you know, findings out every so many months, we continued to apply for other grants. We got grant funding. We managed the ones we have. And so during the process, it certainly didn't hamper anything else, which is nice to know. So that's quite the tale. Of daring to do <laughs> and mistakes
0: were made yes. and working through it and, you know, fixing someone else's mess. So I salute you. Well,
1: thanks. Wow. It, and it really, it was actually a fabulous learning experience for me. And um, it was also a, um, it, not that that's how you want to enter a new workplace, but I learned nope. a lot about, I started working with finance and HR from the mm-hmm. beginning. So I was able to build those relationships mm-hmm. with Revital. And it really was kind of a... Ended up being a good way to get to know things, which, I mean, I wouldn't recommend that. That's not how I want all my places to go. But No, but it was also, it
0: gave you an incredible (coughs) authority and credibility to help others avoid this. Maybe you have like your top three tips on y'all don't do this. Let me tell you how to not do this.
1: I do have some lessons learned. So um, the biggest thing is just you want to avoid it altogether. Hello. Which means do grant, excuse me, do grant management the way you're supposed to do grant management, which means submit reports on time, pay people what you're supposed to pay them, follow the grant rules. Now you're talking crazy. I I I don't even know who you are anymore. (laughs) I know it's nuts. But again, (sighs) as the grant person, it goes back to you need you need to know what you're supposed to do and you need to have the authority to explain these things to programmatic people who okay. don't understand the grant rules sometimes right that just made me think of south park respect my thought <laughs> respect your thought <authority.
0: laughs> Amanda does not She's look like. She's calling me Cartman. <laughs> Amanda does not look or sound like
1: Cartman. It's just the way my mind works. Let's That's move funny. on. What well, What else can you share with the happy well, folk? Okay, um, so the other thing I learned is documentation. Ooh. It's kind of like real estate agents always talk about. You know, when location, you're finding location, location, location. I can't stress it enough. Document document, document. Um, And so that's what ended up saving us for a lot of things is even though we didn't have it all in one place, which would have been convenient, Mm. but it was all those documents I was able to put together to prove our case. So make sure you document and save yourself some heartache by having good grant files so you don't have to scramble to find it other places or not find it at all, which would be even worse. Because grants
0: aren't free money. Just They're not. No. And if you can help educate up where you work and help police chiefs, mayors, executive directors understand that you can't just ignore it and hope it goes away. You really have to do what you said you were going to do
1: when you wrote the grant and the grant was approved. Absolutely. So, and going back again to what I mentioned at the outset, um, it's a team effort. So the OIG liaison is beyond helpful. Listen to their advice. Um, I've learned finance folks, they are worth their weight in gold. Mm -hmm. I am so not an accountant. um, And so I rely on their skills and their know-how and that's really helpful. Um, And then it's also to, um, throughout the whole process, is just, just educate your board, your boss, your coworkers, all of them about the importance of grant management um, and following the rules. So the the goal is to avoid the OIG if at all possible. Okay. And to do that, everybody should understand their role. So I was able to survive the the fallout from an OIG audit and live to tell the tale. So I am living proof (laughs) that it's possible. Okay. And it's just also a really good story. I mean,
0: wow, it would be cool to make a podcast about no I'm kidding we are making the podcast about <laughs> We're <so> it are so smart <laughs> oh, I have been very fortunate to not have that type of experience but that's what I love about this podcast and about working with you is that we can share sort of different sides of the same grant seeking and fundraising coin
1: and just share those and learn from each other exactly. so thanks for sharing yes well I feel ya um, so I haven't interacted with the OIG since that experience and I'm totally fine with it never happening again Oh, yes. Um, but having gone through it, I know it's possible to come out standing tall on the other side. Mm-hmm. And it is nice to know that it's not the end of the world. So, that being said, if you happen to break all the rules and cannot pay money back or prove you're in the right, know that the OIG can impose penalties. You could be labeled high risk, which mm-hmm. will hamper um, your ability to get grant funds. They could suspend or debar your agency, mm-hmm. which during that time you would be ineligible to apply for federal grants. Or they can use any other legal legal means available to them, which again, people do end up in jail. He's in the jailhouse now. (laughs) He's in the jailhouse now. Sorry, go ahead. Um, So the best thing again, document everything, manage your grant well, so you never have to interact with OIG. Thank you again to our season two sponsor, DH Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. We appreciate their support in making grants less stressful. Visit their website, www.DHLeonardConsulting.com to learn more. Thank you, Amanda, for sharing
0: your tale of daring do. (laughs) That almost went another way, y'all, but I caught it and I'm happy to be back. But I'm also happy to help you remember there is no specific college degree in grant writing or fundraising, but there are a lot of good people with experience to share, training programs, and other ways to learn. We'd love for
1: this podcast to be one of your favorite ways to learn. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes this season. Be sure to tune in. See ya. Bye. Bye.